Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, The Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. I want to actually start with a phone call here uh, on the charter school issue relevant to where we're headed next. Rebecca, you're going to be up next. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thank what, you for having me on your show. Sure. What's going on? Um, I just think it's so funny that they want to end the charter schools because originally, and I went to one in Macon, Georgia, they created, quote, magnet schools, which they now call charter schools. Mm-hmm. And those schools were located in gang neighborhoods. And what they wanted to do is racially balance the school. And so now that they've done that, they're going to they're going to close them and make them a regular school. What is I mean, I don't believe that the neighborhoods have really changed that much to not create back the imbalance. Right. Uh, It's it's such a, a weird dynamic. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in and don't understand what Rebecca's talking about, the the Biden administration has proposed regulations to begin to end charter schools. One of the regulations will have to show that uh, the charter school can prove that its existence is not to blame for the decline in public school enrollment. The other regulation is that uh, the charter schools will have to show racial balance Now, this one is important because it's a little bit bizarre. A lot of charter schools that get federal funding exist in minority neighborhoods, uh, Hispanic and black neighborhoods. They're going to have to show a sufficient number of white kids in the school to continue to get funding from the government. Suddenly, the left cares about reverse discrimination if it can be used to destroy charter schools. Now, believe it or not, This gets into a completely separate issue that I want to talk about. I'll string it all together. Trust me, I'm a professional. I want to talk about Netflix. Yeah, trust me, it's all related. It's it's, all of it is related. Larger issue, big picture, 50,000 foot view down. Netflix is causing the stock market to, to drop the NASDAQ at least. Uh, the NASDAQ, as of right now, while the Dow Jones is up, while I'm talking right now, 377 points, NASDAQ is down 95 points. The reason is because Netflix is tanking. Um, Netflix stock crashed yesterday. It is down 36%. Yes, Netflix stock is down 36% right now. 30 actually just updated 35%. It's down $121. Why? For the first time in its existence, Netflix is losing customers. My friend Jonathan Last, he used to write at the uh, Weekly Standard. He's over at the Bulwark now. He has talked about for a long time that the collapse of Netflix was inevitable. 
Because what had Netflix business model been? Its business model had been to run the content of other people. Other people, Disney, NBC, Universal, Comcast, Warner Brothers, they all kind of got in on the game and, and thought, hey, Netflix is making a lot of money off our content. What if we set up businesses to run our own content and took it from Netflix? Netflix foresaw this and started making original stuff. Some of the original content that Netflix started making was Marvel stuff. If you are a grown-up and you're, you even have the least bit of interest in anything superhero or Marvel or comic book related, you should watch the Daredevil series, particularly the first season of Daredevil. It's a genuinely good show. It's a good show as a drama and as a crime show. Forget the superhero stuff. There's not a lot of – there's no magic. There's no real major superhero stuff in it. It's a crime and legal drama about a blind guy who has some superhuman abilities thanks to an accident, but it's a good show. Genuinely plotted, scripted, acted, written, everything is good about this show. It is violent. It's not kid-friendly, but it's a great show. But Netflix started these original productions like that and built a lot of buzz and people started jumping in and looking, and it gave Netflix then the subscriber base and the money to then go do other stuff completely independent. So now Daredevil was followed by a show called Luke Cage, also pretty good. Jessica Jones, not as good, but okay. Iron Fist, not very good. And The Defenders, a pretty good compilation, like the Avengers on, on the movie screen, the Defenders was on the TV screen. And it was Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil. And it was all Disney property ultimately. And now they're all off Netflix. You can't see them on Netflix. They're coming to Disney. You can get them on iTunes. You can pay for the episodes or you can wait for Disney to put them out there. Maybe they'll put them on Hulu. Disney owns Hulu. It's adult content. Maybe it'll go there. But the point is Netflix had to go get its own content. And guess what? Overwhelmingly, Netflix's own content sucks. It's not very good. There are some, Bridgerton, I, I, I will admit I have seen Bridgerton, but it's one of those very bizarre shows, and you can see the fundamental problem with Netflix through this. You have gay actors posing as straight people. You have uh, black people in the role of historically white people, white people in the role of some black people. There's very interracial uh, intersectionalism at play, and it's all fine and good for what it is. But the problem extends from there into the rest of Netflix's shows where they're trying to be too woke. Their content is too woke, and wokeism largely leaves humorlessness because you can't make fun of anybody. You can't tell a joke. Look at the Dave Chappelle stuff. Netflix invested heavily in comedy. If I were to play you the Bill Burr comedy special that started Netflix's foray into it, you would realize the problems Netflix has. The original Bill Burr stand-up comedy is a masterpiece. 
but it has a protracted extended monologue on beating up women. Yeah. Or the the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Dave Chappelle, his Netflix specials. The Netflix employees walked off the job because he has extended commentaries on how transgenderism is actually kind of funny. And it's something that, that's kind of laughable and how humorless they are about how funny it is that you're, you're a dude who suddenly thinks you're a woman. It's kind of funny. And so Netflix is overcompensated with the humorless woke stuff. And people don't like it. People claim to like it, but they don't. It's like, dare I say it, gay marriage. We're through the looking glass on gay marriage. There, there's no going back in time. Uh, and it would, I think, kind of be wrong to take away from people their uh, partnerships that they have legally obtained thanks to the Obergefell decision and say, well, nope, sorry, we're taking them away from you now. You may think marriage should be between a man and a woman, but uh, the Supreme Court said otherwise. But here's the thing about gay marriage before Obergefell. Every poll in every state, when gay marriage was on the ballot from California to North Carolina, in every single poll, the people who said they supported gay marriage won. Between 50 and 75% of people said they supported gay marriage. But when it actually went to the vote of the people, in every state from California to North Carolina, traditional marriage won. People were not being honest to the pollsters. Or look at the mask mandate. Most poll, there are a lot of polls that show that a majority of people are opposed, particularly flyers, but a majority of Americans says they, in most major polls, in the polling average, it's like 52, 53% Americans say they want the mask mandate. But you go to airports today in America and you will see overwhelmingly the people aren't wearing masks. They told pollsters they like the mask mandate and they don't really. They're lying to the pollsters. They're lying for a variety of reasons, most of which is they don't trust the pollsters and they're scared. We live in a society where the left will chase you out of your job if you hold wrong think. If you think wrongly about something, the left will come for you. And it doesn't matter whether you're the milkman, the bartender, or the school teacher. They're going to come for you. Thus, it comes to charter schools. In the left, you are supposed to support public schools. And if you support charter schools, you're actually a racist. You're undermining public schools. You're destroying the future for poor kids. So no one on the left will speak up and say, hey, you know, charter schools are actually a good thing. And we actually came up with them as a way to stop the private school movement. We should be supporting them. Can't do that anymore. And this left-wing groupthink bubble is collapsing around them. It turns out that they are rather inept. They have built up this Potemkin village of support. They have built up uh, the hue and the cry of the press to say uh, they're right, and the American people have rejected them, and the American people aren't saying it publicly. The polling favors the left. But when they get in the ballot box all by themselves, people reject the left's nonsense. You see this happening with the Netflix situation. Netflix is losing subscribers. There's no reason to subscribe to Netflix when what you're going to get is pandering wokeism in TV. 
there are plenty of other places you can go to avoid that, where you're not going to get lectured in your comedies, where your comedies will actually be funny as opposed to the Hannah Gadsby lecturing you on what a bad person you are and, and you're supposed to frown and cry and call it comedy. You're not going to get that somewhere else. That's what you get on Netflix. People are moving with their money. They're canceling their Netflix subscriptions. I can't tell you who they are. I can't tell you who voted for or against something in the ballot box, but I can tell you who won. And who's losing in America right now are the wokes. Woko Haram, every time it gets challenged, if they can't cancel you, if they can't bully you, if they can't cajole you, they, they lose. It's only a matter of time before the left starts saying we should have public ballots, not private ballots, so that they can see how you're voting. They're going to want poll observers in there with you to make sure that we can trust your ballot. Because when the voters go vote with their money or their actual vote, they're voting against the left. They're voting against the wokes. They're rejecting the social justice nonsense. The left has created an entire apparatus, an entire media bubble to tell everyone they're right, to tell everyone they're on the side of righteousness, to tell everyone to side with them, to tell everyone that their ideas are pure as the driven snow. And at the end of the day, people aren't buying it. And so what's their response? Well, it must be the misinformation out there. We need to censor more people. If only we shut up more people against us, then we would win. When you have to silence your critics, you're not winning. And the American people hate bullies ultimately. They don't like bullies. And they've decided people on the left are bullies. The right could overplay their hand on this. They could. Because ultimately what the public doesn't like is a bully. And they feel like the left are the ones bullying them, driving people from jobs for disagreeing. The right could overplay their hand. Don't be a bully. Right now, the left is being rejected by the public because the left is are contemptuous bullies who don't like you if you don't adhere to their ideology. And the public has said, enough of this. We're going to vote Republican. The best thing Republicans can do is to smile and turn the other cheek and not be the brave biblical donkeys that the left has become. And they're going to keep winning in the culture right now because the culture intuitively understands that not only are the ideas of the left insane, but they're a bunch of bullies trying to push them through. So don't be like the left and don't embrace their ideas. Netflix is losing because it went woke. Disney is starting to lose because Disney has gone woke. Wokeism kills businesses and rots people's brains. And you can go to the libs of TikTok account and see just how rotten some brains are. And so now that account has to be silenced for daring to expose the insanity of the left. Hello there. The phone number, if you want to be a part of the program, 877-973-7425. I got to play you this audio. This is from James Carville. It is totally the drag. It is also an enthusiasm drag. And, and I was in Georgia last night campaigning and said, if you watch the way that they treated uh, now Justice Jackson, if you look at that, if you look at what the Supreme Court is really getting ready to do, if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what mm. does. And the problem that Democrats have, Barry, is no one fears us. They look and they say they're not going to do anything about it because they're just going to squabble with each other. So the Supreme Court does what it wants to. These state legislatures, they pass any restricted voting law they want because they have learned over a period of time it doesn't matter. They're weak, and all they're going to do is talk mm. bad about each other. Yeah. That, that, that literally, without you can't govern without fear. You can't have a political party. Can't that's govern without fear. Enough. That's 
I've heard that before. <laughs> Poor Jay. Yeah, nobody takes him seriously. Nobody does. Meanwhile, look down in Florida, Ron DeSantis and the, and the Florida Republicans stripping Disney of its uh, tax improvement district for dairy to get involved. I got I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. My sense is that's the moment where Republicans overplay their hand with the voters. Here's just my perspective is that uh, voters don't like bullies. And the left has been a real bully. And Florida got them. They stood up to Disney. They stood up to the left. They passed the Florida Parental Rights and Education Act, even as the left was pejoratively calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill. You won. Take your victory. Uh, now to, to to go after Disney for daring to even speak up, I that's a, that's a left-wing tactic. And a lot of people on the right will say, well, we should be doing exactly to the left as they've done to us. But I think that voters don't like bullies. More than anything else, voters don't like bullies. And so I think you do risk a voter backlash now against the right for overplaying their hand. Now, look, I personally, I think it's kind of brave of DeSantis and the GOP to do this. And I'm sympathetic to them doing it. But if there's at all any sort of economic cost because of it, there's going to be hell to pay on the right now for overplaying their hand as opposed to to taking their win and being a good winner as opposed to a sore winner. I, I just, I think you got to understand there are a lot of voters not like you and me. They're with us right now because they think the other side are the bigger bullies. The moment they decide we're the bigger bullies is the moment they pivot to the left. So we got to be careful how we do this and not overplay our hand. Now, when we come back, these woke corporations – they're starting to have a realization that maybe the public isn't as with the left as they had been. The left's been embedding in these corporations, and now it's starting to hurt them. And also, the left has decided they're okay with bald eagles getting chopped up in uh, the big windmills, the wind turbines, that it might actually – we might need to eradicate the bald eagles to have clean energy. And they're going to be okay with it. Going from save the polar bears to kill the bald eagle pretty fast in progressivism these days. I got to I gotta read you this amazing piece from Eugene Robinson when we come back. Howdy. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. We got people who want to talk. I am happy to talk to them. I am going to go first to Bob. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Bob. Good afternoon, Eric. How are you today? Great. How are you? I'm plugging along. Good. I listened to your bit on Netflix, mm -hmm. and I agree. I think that more of us should look at voting with our dollars as to what we want to support. But there's another aspect. I happen to own some stock in Disney. And when they've taken this route, when I get the proxy, I vote against every recommendation for their board of directors. In the past, I have some Bank of America. They did the same, saying that if you voted, they would donate to the BLM. I voted against every board of director they recommended. Mm -hmm. I think that if more people that have those investments or mutual funds or retirement funds make their voice heard to the administrators of those, 
that you know these companies owe us as as investors a fiduciary responsibility, not a political wokeism responsibility. I think that's well that's said, my- and and you know, frankly, I just so many of us uh, don't invest directly in the stocks of businesses. We invest in mutual funds and the like, but uh, individuals who invest in uh, businesses, it's not bad. Now, and occasionally you get a response like uh, a couple of years ago, a investor showed up at Apple and blasted Tim Cook and Apple for spending so much money on recycling and, and carbon zero emissions and solar panels and the and buying up forests for renewable materials and the like. And uh, Tim Cook basically said, um, you, you don't have to be a shareholder in our company if you don't like it. And shareholders yep. defeated a proposition. But at least they were able to get there and have their say. Uh, uh, Frankly, I think they probably could have handled it differently, and I don't know that that's the one to as a hill to die on. But I think as you as a shareholder, you can get a hold of a meeting, go to it, and say, look, it's not just uh, the situation you think it is. It's also you're producing a bunch of stuff that caters to the smallest denominator of individuals, and you're unwilling, unable to produce anything that relates to most Americans – uh, Netflix, this is why you suck right now, and and you as a shareholder get to say that, and they have to take it. Uh, I well, well, I go ahead. I agree with you. Yeah, and and I thought about with both of these cases with Bank of America and uh, uh, Disney to sell the stock, and I said, wait a minute, that's not going to do a darn thing. Mm-hmm. I would rather hang on to the stock and make my voice heard and. When I have time and I empty more out of my bucket list, I intend to go to some of those stockholders' meetings and make my voice known. And I think that if more investors and made their points to, as I said, mutual funds and and retirement funds that are investing and say, we don't agree with this. Do not do that. Invest in others that don't advocate this. Yeah, look, uh, Bob, I agree with you, and I think it's a great idea, and I hope more people do it. Thank you very much for the phone call. You, you as a shareholder, have the right to do that. And I think having the right to do that uh, matters greatly, particularly in this day and age, particularly uh, as so many corporations are, frankly, being hijacked. The left played a long game there for a while. It took over cultural institutions, took over universities, took over Hollywood, moved into major Fortune 500 companies, uh, took over the HR departments and started spreading out from there like a virus. And I think people are right, have to play a long game here. There's not a short-term fix, but there are some short-term things you can do. For example, continuing through your votes to reject woke politicians and the like, and that stuff does work. John, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. How are you? And pretty good, Eric. I wanted to talk to you quickly um, about this Reedy Creek tax area sure. uh, in Orlando for Disney. Uh, I think it's the right thing to have done. The timing may have been wrong, but uh, I've heard you say multiple times uh, government shouldn't be deciding winners and losers, and for 55 years they've given Disney an advantage. That's and, true. And given them their taxes. Um, we can argue over timing, but maybe they should have done it 30 years ago. Yeah, look, I, that, that that's a fair point. Um, they did, Walt Disney himself, and he gave them a, a big, big 
uh, corporation in Florida, created a ton of jobs, brought in a bunch of revenue, has been allowed to hold some of it back for development for their own purposes. Maybe it is the time to get rid of it. I, you know, to my sense, John, and thanks very much for the phone call. I, I guess I'm, I'm actually in a, in a group of people. We're all kind of like, ah, this is awesome. Good for Florida Republicans taking a stand and fighting back. But there's also part of me, and, and this is the, the where I really come down on this, is it is kind of spiking the football. You fixed the problem. You solved the problem. Disney lost the fight. And now you're spiking the football. And listen, I, I, the larger part of me, if I'm really honest with me, I'm I, if I'm really honest, I'm like, yes, screw you, Disney. You got what you deserved. You should not have done this. And now every corporation in America is going to be on notice that if you come for us and you lose, you're going to get punished. You should learn to stay out of it. But I I don't want to be in my bubble in the way Democrats are in their bubble. And Democrats have been blindsided by all of these things because they're in such a bubble. And I think that if I step outside my bubble and I just look, I think voters hate bullies more than they hate policies. And voters will put up with a lot of things they don't like. So long as they don't feel like they're being bullied or supporting bullies. Frankly, I think that's why we have Joe Biden right now, because voters felt like Donald Trump was a bully. And they wanted to get rid of the bully. So they went with a guy they didn't particularly care for, whose policies they wouldn't particularly like because they hated the bully. And now Joe Biden and the left turn out to be bigger bullies. The voters are in November going to wipe them out because they don't like bullies. And I think spiking the football in Florida, as much as I'm glad they're doing it personally, I think a lot of voters will see it as as bullying and there will be a backlash. Probably not now. I mean, look, I'm not saying DeSantis is going to lose in November. I don't think he is. Charlie Crist is an idiot, uh, an orange uh, weirdo idiot. And Nikki Freed, the other one, is more insane than, than Charlie Crist. But I think at uh, there will ultimately be some consequences if the voters perceive this as bullying. Uh, I was talking to a guy. He, he works for Republicans in a particular legislature, and, and he said that he tells his guys all the time, fix all the problems, undo all the wokeism, get rid of the social justice, but don't spike the football, guys. The voters will come after you for spiking the football, and I think there's some truth to that. Now, I must move to this deliciousness. Eugene Robinson is the progressive at the Washington Post. Robinson's the guy, y'all will probably remember this, several years ago. Eugene Robinson wrote a piece and he said his problem with the advance of transgenderism essentially is that it doesn't just fight biology, it also fights the English language. there's There's no way for it to exist in our society biologically or because of the English language. Uh, a, a a woman, a female, is a, a she, uh, her, and hers. A, a man is a he, him, and his. And if you are a man who now thinks you're someone else and you're doing uh, they, them, theirs, that's actually plural. It's not singular. You're breaking the English language in addition to breaking the, the fixed laws of biology. He was excoriated, vilified, condemned, and caved. The woke Scotty. 
He's always been a progressive, but he wasn't that progressive. And then, y'all know what I'm going to say, he was made to care. Now, let me read you this headline. Losing some bald eagles may be among the trade-offs for clean energy. An author of the latest United Nations report on climate change says we must act now or never to limit carbon emissions. But Russia's barbaric invasion of Ukraine threatens to take the now off the table unless we accept some unattractive trade-offs. Among those painful choices is requiring a few majestic bald eagles to give what Abraham Lincoln called the last full measure of devotion. Their sacrifice must not be in vain. The big picture? It is imperative, geopolitically and morally, to punish Russia by choking off its lucrative sales of oil and natural gas, but doing so sent gasoline and diesel prices skyrocketing. It has also left industrialized nations scrambling to find new sources of fossil fuels and to reconsider attitudes toward methods of producing energy that have risks and side effects many of us would prefer to avoid. President Biden came into office promising his administration would lead the world toward a clean energy future, but his task right now is to lead the world in responding to Russia's unprovoked aggression. Now let's scroll down here. For those like me who have serious concerns about the many safety issues nuclear power presents, it might be time to reconsider. Apocalyptic but extremely rare accidents such as Chernobyl and Fukushima might be a risk we need to accept, both in the short term to deal with the Russia-Ukraine crisis and in the long term to reduce carbon emissions to net zero, which brings me to those bald eagles. Earlier this month, a subsidiary of NextEra Energy Resources, a company that operates 154 wind farms across America, pleaded guilty in federal court in Wyoming to violating the Migratory Bird Treaty Act and agreed to pay fines and restitutions of more than $8 million. The company acknowledged at least 150 bald or golden eagles have died at its facilities in the last decade. That 136 of those birds had definitely been killed by flying into wind turbines. I am not unmoved. The bald eagle is our national bird, after all. And seeing one in flight is an unforgettable experience. But bald eagles are thriving across the country. The species was removed from the endangered list more than a decade ago. In 2019, the population of bald eagles in the lower 48 was estimated at 316,700. Using wind turbines to generate electricity, meanwhile, has a carbon footprint far smaller than coal, natural gas, or even solar panels. I hate losing a single bald eagle, but I would hate even more losing our singular endangered planet. Y'all, there we've gone from save the polar bears to screw the eagles. That I mean, in just a few years, From save the polar bears to we don't care if the eagles die. We got to save the planet. Actually, the planet's going to be fine. The planet's going to be fine. What a weird thing to do. It really is a religious cult. They have have completely internalized we're all going to die. 
So we might as well let the eagles die so we live. There's a level of selfishness there. It's a cult. It is a cult. I mean, these people, and, and they're open about it. They're open to let the birds die to save the planet, which, by the way, we're not actually going to make any meaningful advances. And so you know what's going to happen. They'll say, well, we didn't mean this 10 years. We got another 10 years. And they'll always keep moving the football forward. They'll never get to the point of inevitability because they're just there to scare you, to try to get you to give up your lifestyle. That's all it is. They want you to give up your lifestyle. They don't like capitalism, and this is a good way to upend capitalism, get socialism, is by doing this. That's all. And they're making the markets and the economy miserable because of it, which is why you probably need to consider protecting your retirement savings. We're seeing 40-year high inflation. Interest rates are going up. Gas prices are going up. Food prices are going up. Store shelves are bare. If you've got $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or any other retirement savings, your money could be at risk. You don't have many options. You can protect your money with physical gold or silver. You can call 855-904-5933. You will get a free wealth protection kit from GoldCo to learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings, and many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Call my friends at GoldCo. Find out how you can qualify for the special offer, 855-904-5933. You can text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'll send you that number to GoldCo. If you're interested in adding precious metals to your retirement portfolio for stability and unstable times, GoldCo can help you. They've helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and stock market crashes. They can help you too. Text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to the phone number 33777. I'll give you GoldCo's 800 number so you can call them, reach out to them, and see if they're a good fit for you. I was just about to mention that voice. How did you know? I have a recipe I got to send out. I, I owe you all a recipe this week. It is Wednesday. And I, this weekend, tested the fried Natchitoches meat pies. And I forgot to write up the recipe to send it out. I'm going to. I've sent out a baked one before, but man, this fried one, gosh. Um, if you don't know what a fried meat pie is, it's, it's, it's a delicacy of South Louisiana, and it's actually an empanada. They are not hard to make. Trust me, if I can make them, you can make them. You can bake them in the oven, but I got to tell you, I fried these. They were spectacular. If you follow me on Instagram at EW Erickson, you would see. Um, I will. Uh, there's a pastry dough you make. It's very easy, if you, particularly if you have a food processor. It's really easy to make. Um, it's, it's not a hard dish to make. It takes a little while to make it. Uh, but gosh, I, I really, man, I'm going to, I'll get this out to you. Um, okay. We got other stuff we got to talk about. Voice was, was good to remind me though of, of the recipes where I was headed anyway. Uh, the cook political report says that they are changing the ratings for eight house races. All of them are headed towards the GOP. The uh, Center for Politics at the University of Virginia, Larry Sabato's crystal ball, is changing the ratings on 11 races, moving all of them 
to the GOP, towards the GOP. That doesn't mean they're all going GOP, but Greg Stanton of Arizona from likely dim to lean dim, Julie Brownlee of California from safe dim to likely dim, Sanford Bishop of Georgia from likely Democrat to lean Democrat, uh, an open seat in Illinois from likely Democrat to lean, Frank uh, Mervan of Indiana from likely to lean, uh, Bill Huzinga, likely Republican to safe Republican, Richard Hudson, likely Republican to safe Republican, Susie Lee of Nevada from leans Democrat to toss up. You know, the Nevada one is interesting. The Nevada Democrats did what I told you all the Democrats were going to wind up doing. They drew the district so aggressively to make them Democrat that in a strong year for the GOP, the GOP could pick them up because they're all like Biden plus three districts now to ensure that they're Democrats. Well, in, in a bad year, it's a bad year. Well, now, according to the Cook Political Index, eight Democrat-held seats are headed into more competitive categories. With these changes, there are 27 Democratic seats in toss-up or worse. And the list will grow when Florida and New Hampshire finalize their lines. By contrast, there are only 12 Republican seats that are considered toss-up of worse. All of those are due to redistricting, not changes in the politics of the country. Republicans only need five seats to regain the House, and already there are 27 Democratic seats considered to be toss-ups or takeovers by Republicans. At this point, the takeovers by Republican seats are at seven, which means if the election were held tomorrow, if the Democrats won everything but those, they'd still lose the House of Representatives. That's how bad the environment is for the Democrats. We got Raphael Warnock in Georgia running, I'm not a magician, I can't fix it, stories, uh, commercials. You know things are really bad for the Democrats out there right now.